Hello, all you gals and ghouls. Welcome to a special holiday edition of Wings and Wrestling. We had the pleasure of watching Halloween Havoc. Was it a pleasure? Presented by WCW in association with the NWA. Live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you had. Let me get out of the card. Let me let me throw this first. I did enjoy um, doing all the announcements for all the ring crew, the inter the interstate the interstate the <laughs> interviewers backstage. The fact that this was presented as an actual event rather than just a hey, this is almost like another episode of our TV show, but we did it on a Sunday night. Because it was Halloween. Yeah. The, okay. My my favorite, just before, um, to get out, just to remember what was going on with it, uh, my favorite was there was two uh, kids in the crowd that had a spooky mask on. Like a, there was, there were like two geisha mask, <laughs> and that that was my favorite. That was my favorite. I'm trying to. I did enjoy new technology here. Trying to. Um, I did enjoy all the big hair, big '80s hair. There's something about an '80s wrestling crowd that there was. Like, I enjoy, but maybe that's just because spoilers. We're in a pandemic, and there's not really. Live crowds right now. True. True. That is. This is not. Um. So we had. Here is the roundup for it. Tom Zink, the Z Man, to the ladies. The ladies like to call him the Z Man. Uh, spoilers. I had to Google who that was. Versus Captain Mike Rotunda. Then you had the Simone SWAT team, Fatu, the Simone Savage, and Samu. I thought they said Sabu at one time, and I was like, that is not him. With Oliver Humperdinck. They went up against the Midnight Express, which was Bobby Eden, Stan Lane, and Dr. Death, Steve Williams. But I did not realize what a massive man that guy is. Do you know what I called that match when I watched it? the MLW Underground match because half of the participants in that match were on MLW Underground oh. when I watched, you know, a first first couple episodes so and quit. Uh, SWAT team? SWAT team oh. and Dr. Death. Really? He was yes, on that? he was on oh, there. Okay. They came out to the ring with Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. You had Tommy Rich and the Cuban Assassin. You had the Fabulous Freebirds against the Dynamic Dudes who oh, I did not I did not think of this that included uh, Johnny Ace yes of to- Total Bella fame yes no that's no that's him that's still him Shane Douglas yes who came out to the ring with Jim Cornette you had Doom two unknown men at the time with a woman that demanded she be called woman against the Steiner brothers who was Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner. Yes. You also had Lex Luger versus Brian Pillman. In a U.S. title match. Let me make a note. 
is a title match for future reference because I know I've forgotten I notes I took on that match were very sparse. Oh. You had the Road Warriors with Paul Ellering, who in, the Road Warriors at that time were Animal and Hawk. They defeated the Skyscrapers of Dan Spivey, household name, Dan oh, yeah, Spivey, yeah, yeah. and Sid Vicious, who mm. did not have a softball game that night. No. They came out with Teddy Long. Who did make it a tag team match player. Then the main event, inside, electrified, steel cage, which you later find out is only electrified on the top. But it is also called the Thunderdome. You had Ric Flair teaming with Sting with their enforcer, not the enforcer, but... No, he's called the Eliminator. Eliminator, Ole Anderson. Yes. They went up against the, the wonderful team of the Great Muda, Terry Funk, and their eliminator, Gary Hart. Yes. So let's dive into, we might do a rebooking of this. It was really tough because I, I'm i not going to, there, there's not an episode really leading into the feuds. There weren't a right. lot of feuds. I don't know the talent of WCW at 89. I, I, I think we might switch some matches talent. Yeah, this now, I, will, I will say, though, the interviewing them before they came out for their matches helped a little bit. Yes, of just diving in because we... Because that's how I knew that woman had an issue with one of the Steiners. Yes, which had been growing for very long, and they even mentioned her um, thing with Kevin Sullivan, I believe, which we all know turned into uh, something greater later on. Mm-hmm. A little foreshadowing. Um... So here's, let me see if this is the, if okay, full roster 89. Okay, I have the full roster of 89 uh, where they could go with it. But the first match was the bon, barn burner of Tom Zink, the Z-Man to the ladies, Mike Rotunda, which Wikipedia does not list the times. I did not time this, but it felt like it was... 20 minutes long. I think it was like 10 minutes. Really? I think. Okay. I'm with you in that it felt 20 minutes. Um, also did lose interest in it halfway through. And I think I dicked around on my phone a little bit. Oh, God. I, I, um, it was rough. I may have because I thought, you know, why did we not look at the best Halloween Havoc? Why did we pick the first one? Thought it would be a good start. We did. Right. We yeah. thought it would be a good start. We, we started at the beginning. We get started a little at the hist- beginning. Get a little history in us. Mm-hmm. See why they're doing this. So they mentioned Mike Rotunda had not lost a singles match, but one of them. Yeah. But now it was two to Tom Zank, the Z-Man. Which I, I think I said this earlier. I had to Google who that was. Um, Spoilers. He's, he's dead. Yeah. Mike Rotunda yeah. turned into IRS. Yes. And I think he had another tax gimmick or money. Wasn't he Walls something Wall Street in WCW? I think so, yeah. So so he did go on to have a career. Yep. Tom Zink defeated Mike Rotunda, which we mentioned. Yeah, which I, I, I mean, I guess they saw something in him that I, I, I mean, know I the, didn't. It was the bodybuilder thing. I hate that they, they mentioned that he was not in the varsity club anymore, that... 
he was still wearing the tights, doing the stuff, but he wasn't in there. I don't know. This is... Let me see. There were 42... This is saying there was 42 people. I don't know. It doesn't list the Z-Man on here. Let me try and find a more accurate... This is where, you know, everybody's going to. Here's NWA roster. I'm looking. I don't know who else you could lose to it. Honestly, I just would have left it as is. I wouldn't change who won. I wouldn't do any of that. Just leave it as is. Leave it out there as the opening match. Yeah, okay. You know, it is what it is. All right, we'll put no change. Um... We have the the second one is, I would think would be one of my favorite. You know, Jim Cornette came out to it, but right. not all of the matches Jim Cornette comes out to are my favorite. So, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an okay. It was an okay match. It was only slightly better than the one before it. Yeah, it, I I was more interested in it. I built. I feel like cause mm-hmm. I feel like it had some story. Leading into it with um, the Simone's watch with Humperdinck, Jim Cornette. It had a lot, you know, to it. Um, you could tell that the Midnight Express and Steve Williams had some history together. Right. I feel like it, it, it flowed more than just having the Z Man against Captain yeah. Mike Rotonda. Also, I had to Google Samu. I've, because he, I don't know of a better way to say this, he didn't look Samoan to me, and I thought they just were just calling some random dude I thought they Samoan. said Sabu a couple times. And I had to really look and be like, that's yeah. not Sabu. But no, like, I read read his Wikipedia stuff. He is, he is Samoan. His son was wrestling in MLW, the Fusion one. Yeah. So. I don't know, um... I think this is another one I'd keep as is. I think this was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. I think it was probably I put it like two. There's it, there's eight. I might was, put it at three or two. I put it somewhere in the middle for me. It's fine, uh, but I'm with you. I wouldn't really change much of it. I think it was fine as is. Because I mean, really, your first couple matches you don't want them to be. At least back in the day, you don't want them to be the barn burner. No, you want, and, you want and I those at the end. Those the Simone SWAT team being a three man team. Period. I think Doctor Death was a good thing with the Midnight Express. Right. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah. And I would have loved the like him not get injured in the fall brawl or the bra- I'm sorry the brawl for all mm-hmm. and have him with that program with Stone Cold. Yeah. I thought would be amazing. Like that to me that's just money. Um next you have somebody that I believe has my new favorite theme music, intro music all time, Tommy Rich. It was pretty good. Oh my, it was just so uplifting. It mm-hmm. was just so bright. It was just everything I could want in music. Uh spoilers, this match is in my top 3 matches of the show. Really? Yes. I don't know what it was. It just kind of gripped me, and I, because I, it was one of the first ones I actually paid attention to the whole time. It could be it. Do you think that yeah. they were kind of burying Tommy Rich or the assassin because they were like Tommy Rich has been irrelevant 
for nine or seven years, and now look at him go. Yeah, a little bit. Or they were trying to like downplay it enough so you wouldn't think he'd get the win, and then he got the win. Maybe. Spoilers, he did defeat the Cuban yes. assassin. Uh, a seven- or nine-year veteran, I can't remember the year. Was the, the, the Cuban assassin, I'm going to put, could been anyone. Um, was the Cuban insa- assassin part of that whole Bruiser Brody? I don't thing. Think so. I say thing, but let's just call it what it is. Murder. Yeah, his murder. I thought I because I watched that episode of Dark Side of the Ring the last couple months, and I thought the Cuban assassin was part of that. You can tell we really did our research on Halloween Havoc. Um, um, spoilers, it took me two days to watch this Halloween yeah, it Havoc. Took, it took me two days to watch it. I feel, um, if you're, if you have children and they come up to you and they say, hey, I like wrestling, let's watch it. <laughs> I would make them not watch this. But if they don't like wrestling, you could ever give a shit if they do like wrestling I would have them watch this because it was, it was a struggle. Um, I will for say, me. I will say though, it was nice to revisit the past, but I wouldn't want to stay there. If that makes I, sense, I don't think that this was a good representation as of a, it as a whole. I don't think so. Maybe two matches off of it. Yes, I mean he wrestled in Puerto Rico, um, because this is something I wanted to bring up at the beginning because. But my my mind just wanted to really dive into this this pay per view, which I don't think it was pay per view. Was it free on cable? I thought they said it was pay per view. So, and I feel we might do another Halloween Havoc, the spooky level, one through ten. Honestly, until the last match, I wouldn't have known there was anything Halloween about this. They couldn't even do the ring ropes black. Or orange. Or orange. Black and orange. Or even, they had to have just a plain black. Like, even the stage wasn't that set up. Ooh, spooky. But they didn't have anybody come out of it or show it. It was yeah. like a graveyard. And and I didn't really notice till the very end, but I guess uh, What's-His-Face was doing the interviews backstage in front of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a mm-hmm. spooky tree. It but, was a spooky tree. But it didn't stand out till the very end. No. I gave it a two on the spook level. Yeah. The two kids in the crowd with the little mask. Yeah. They, it, it didn't seem like they encouraged people to dress up. Um, Somebody did seem like they were dressed up in the Lex Luger, Lex Luger Brian Pillman match as a mailman from Hawaii that was very mad. <laughs> so, um, the next match, you have the Fabulous Freebirds versus... The dynamic dudes. I kind of like this match. Oh my god! Um, I I, I want to know why the why the dynamic this, dudes didn't ride the skateboards to the ring. I would scrap this match. Have switch the road warriors with the dynamic dudes, so they're just fucking destroyed in the match, and then have the skyscrapers go up against the the fabulous freebirds. I assume have them lose to the fabulous Freebirds. Yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah, they're going yeah. to. I mean, they 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 lost against the Road Warriors, but I would just love. I'm sure it happened, 
but the dynamic dudes. I've never seen a child so disappointed in meeting a wrestler than I did when they grabbed that kid out of <laughs> the crowd and gave him the hat. Yeah. He was emotionless. He showed no emotion. Not happy, not sad. He That kid was just there. Well, probably because he didn't know who the dynamic dudes were. I didn't. Oh, I've, I did. I oh, never I did. heard yeah. about oh, them oh, until this yeah. match. Oh, I had heard about them. Uh, you know those skateboards they had? Yeah. They can't fucking ride those. Shocker. I heard that Shane Douglas wasn't the problem. Kind of Johnny Ames. Uh, I mean, he does look like an asshole. Yeah, Jim Cornette fucking hated the dynamic dudes. I don't know <laughs> if you know that or not. But also with this match, it was fine. Um, once the dynamic dudes came out, I I didn't care because they have that stigma to me, I guess, because I didn't know about them. Yeah. But I would love... To have a time machine so I could go back in time and just show Michael Hayes a picture of what he looks like <laughs> present day to the past Michael Hayes. Do you know what the past Michael Hayes would say? That's a cool dude. I can't wait to turn into I that. Don't know, like, like he, Michael Hayes looks like the type of guy who would love to be future Michael Hayes. I don't know. Because you got to explain everything. You can't just show him out of context. Because I've thought about going back and watching the transformation of Scott Steiner. Because I don't feel like it was a gradual change. I don't think it was. I think it was just like a overnight. Yeah, and I don't know when it happened, and I don't know if he got injured. I don't know what. I want to go back and research that change. Because to me, watching it in the later 90s the Monday Night Wars I liked Rick I remember really liking Rick Steiner yeah the dog faced gremlin but I didn't see the Steiners together in their prime so I I didn't get to see I didn't either because I watched the golden years yeah I know so I didn't get to enjoy you know them together just destroying dudes because the uh, do you have anything to say about the fact that Freebirds and Dynamic dudes? Um, it was nice to see the Freebirds. Um, and I did like the story they told with uh saying how Michael Hayes hadn't won a tag title until they added uh what's Jimmy face? Garvin? Yeah, yes, that was nice. You know, enjoyed the little Michael Hayes moonwalk. You know, whatever. Yeah, it was fine. It it was it probably one of my fourth or fifth. They were pretty over with the crowd. And it came on fourth. Imagine that. But Doom with the woman. Is that the next match? Yes. And Scott Steiner. They did two two tag matches back to back. The whole thing's nothing but tag matches almost. Yeah. So to me, this is this is, it started out so friggin' strong. And I'm just like, like I said before, I missed the Steiners in their prime. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, were they good. And they said Scott was only doing it for like three years. Yeah. Three or four years. Like, holy fuck. Just jumping. Just so agile. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just such a a different Steiner than what I've I've known. Right. Different Scott than what I've known. Because I know the freaks in my peak. You know, just yeah. that. And that's the one he still is. Today. And that one ain't doing no drop kicks. No. He's not doing the Frankensteiner. The fuck, like, boggle with my mind that he, <laughs> he like, 
the things Scott Steiner has done for wrestling that I don't feel like people appreciate. I did like that they said that he was going to be a teacher. Oh, yeah. Before he got into yeah. wrestling. Which, I guess it was Jim. I don't know what subject. I'm not saying that he's dumb, but, you know. Right. The, the Scott Steiner I know today, I not imagine as a teacher. You don't imagine him being like an English teacher? No. Or a math teacher? No. no. So, but I thought this was a really good one. The Nows team did really good. Um, it made me realize that it seems like Jim Ross has lost his smile, to put it in a way. Oh, no. Hearing young Jim Ross, like, just excited about wrestling. Not messing up people's names. Just not being creepy about women wrestling. Yeah, it... It did bring a smile to my soul, hearing that. Yeah. So, I want to say this was probably number two for me. Uh, This probably would have been, like, five for me. I liked it. It was fine. I had to Google who Doom was. Oh, I knew Ron Simmons, but I didn't didn't know the other Matt's man was Butch Reed. And then I just had to double make sure that that was Nancy Benoit. Oh, yeah. Woman is Nancy Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It's not my top three. The next one, would we keep it? Would you? I mean, yeah, it had a storyline, so you can't yeah. really. It, there was I'd keep it. You have to keep it. The next one, Lex Luger, Brian Pillman. I didn't care much about it in the beginning, but it grew on right. me. Right. Also, and, I forgot he came out with cheerleaders. And like, like his Lex, song was kind of like punkish, and I was like, oh, he's coming out with cheerleaders. I was weird, but whatever. Lex Luger as a heel. It's the best Lex Luger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I went back and I, I had watched a while back Lex Luger versus Yokozuna mm-hmm. when they were trying to make him a, a baby face. The one from, like, the battleship? No. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch that on 4th of July? No. I thought that was a tradition. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> I can't even remember which one it was now. But it was... They were trying to push him as a as a baby face, and it just didn't work because he, him as a heel, to me is the best Lex Luger. Yeah, just because the way he looks, he's so in shape, he just looks like he's better than you. Like when he tells me he's better than me, like he's like, I don't know you, but yeah, I'm better than you. Of course, you're Lex Luger. Even if you, I like, did you enjoy him, John, with that one old guy in the crowd? Yeah, and then that one guy with the UPS, hat, the the mailman hat. Yeah. Yeah, in the Hawaiian shirt. He yeah. got really pissed. Mm-hmm. I lo- it, The match grew on me. The, I'll be honest. This was my number one match of the night. Yeah, I agree. I thought the last one would be my number one match. Because I got confused on what it was going to be. Because Terry Funk, I think that's the best shape I've ever seen fucking Terry Funk in. It was. I was like, whoa. Because I, honestly, I don't recall watching a lot of Terry Funk matches where he wrestled without a shirt. I love Terry Funk. Look on, I have. An interview of him hanging up. I have a you picture do. of him in my him. office without a shirt on. <laughs> so I, every day I look at Terry Funk in his prime without a shirt. Yes. That Terry Funk must, I don't, I don't know what he did. He wasn't eating fried chicken. No. He was going to cook it. He was going to show you what it was. That was a good promo. So I that happened somewhere. The, the, the promo, out of the ring. I think they did really good. I miss kind of. They did a good. The Halloween Havoc 
on paper, it looks like it was put together, and like I said, we don't know what happened the week before, the week after. Right. But this, I mean, to be fair, but, though, this looked like, even on paper, it looked like an, uh, one of those one-match shows. Yes, but you could also have Mike Rotunda have a program with Tom Zink because he pinned Mike, Captain Mike Rotunda. Nobody had the only one person has done that in a single career. Mm-hmm. There's a, there you go. The Simone SWAT team versus Midnight Express and Steve Williams. You might be able to do something with that. Tommy Rich and the Cuban Assassin. You could have another, you could it. have another blow off match. That you know. Yeah. He's the Cuban Assassin is a veteran, and then you have another veteran, Tommy Rich, that he shouldn't have beaten the dynamic the dynamic duds. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Doom and the Steiner Brothers, they were, with Woman, she had something with the Steiner Brothers. Yeah, so something with her and Rick. They had a storyline. Yeah. yeah. Luger, Brian Pillman, it was a title match, so you have Brian try to get the title off of Luger again. The next one, the Road Warriors versus the Skystrapers. So I already knew the Skystrapers. They came out with Teddy Long. Yeah, they came out with Teddy Long which in a I've, do-rag. I've seen it before, but I do enjoy Teddy Long in a do-rag. Oh, God, I know Playa. But. I got his autograph. Oh, my. I met him. Yeah, I know Playa. Play on Playa. It was great. Hibble my bibble for shit with my dog. I said I met Teddy Long, not Michael Steele. Come on now. You ain't straight. You sidewalk. God, I miss that puppet. So. It, w- it was a match. It was a match. And that's were, all I yeah, can say. I, I, like I said, I would have switched the the, skyscra- the skyscrapers with the dudes. Just so the road, just to see the road warriors just destroy somebody. Right, but I think this was a match that was more about building the skyscrapers than about the road warriors. So even though they didn't beat them. Yeah. They still beat them I mean, up. Sid, how can you go wrong with Sid Vicious? It was, was it created was, by Elvira on a Halloween Havoc. It was nice just to see him walking around, not you know shattering legs, jumping off the second rope. I mean, having to play softball. Yeah. So the main event, which I for ooh, some reason ooh, I don't buddy. know if it was announced before. I wasn't paying attention because I had to watch it. We both watched this in two days. You watched all of it, but the main event in one day. Yes. I watched. 30 minutes of it and thought, holy fuck, how much longer do I have of this? Oh my god, this is a two hour and a half long thing. Even though it was your idea to watch a Halloween Havoc. Yeah, it was my idea I to watch this one. You picked the first one. I mean, it seemed like a good I a feel good like deal. everybody talks about Halloween Havoc 96. Oh, I guess we'll have to do, uh, do one about that one. I feel like everybody talks about that one. So, I thought the main event was Ric Flair and Funk singles because of the promo. No. Because the Great Muda was not near Terry Funk when he cut the promo. Terry Funk only mentioned Ric Flair. Right. So. And then it was in the Terror Dome, Thunderdome. It was in the Thunderdome, which is a steel cage, electrified, is how they described it through the whole show until until you got to the end. And then it's only electrified on the top, so you cannot escape it. Your buddy has to throw in the towel. Yeah, they didn't explain how to win until the very end. You could not win uh, via pinfall or submission. 
your eliminator had to throw in the towel for you. So, I also thought it was a four-way match because they all get in the ring and they all four have a stare down. And then... (laughs) Well, they had to lower the cage. Yeah, but then they still had a stare down. And then Terry... And Flair went at it, and it just seemed like Muda and Sting... Oh, oh, we're forgetting the best part of this, though. Just hung out. So they lower the cage. This is the only Halloween thing in the whole show. Just fucking nooses and graves and whatever. Part of it catches on fire. One of the refs goes to get a fire extinguisher, and the great Muda's like, no, no, I got this, and just missed it out of existence. So I almost missed that because I wasn't paying so much attention. I had to rewind to see the fire because I wasn't, you know, I was trying to slog through it today, the day that we recorded (laughs) the podcast, because I was like, shit, I got to watch this. I can't tell them, you know, three hours before, don't watch it. Which I could have, but, oh, man, aren't you guys lucky that we... We're we did, coming we, at this. We did this for y'all. So, that ruined a missed spot, for one. Well, and it turned out to be the only missed spot. It's a metal cage, so just let that fucker just burn. I would have just, just canceled the whole pay-per-view after that. <laughs> so, I thought it was a four-way, and I was like, why Sting and Muda just standing there? Because they weren't even, like, in the corners. It just right. happened, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? Let the... Muda and Sting probably don't have anything going on. Terry, Flair, there's history. Terry's fucking just, like, ripped as shit. Like, I was like, fuck, I always have a Terry Funk body, but not in 98, not in 89. No. No, not in 89. I do not have a Terry (laughs) Funk body. He let that dad bod at the door. Mm -hmm. Probably for Halloween Havoc. So he he could come down on those chaps. Oh, my God. I feel like I want to be a wrestler just for one reason. This is the only reason I want to be a wrestler is so I can figure out why everybody wears their knee pads as kick pads. Never on the knee. Ric Flair hardly ever has his knee pads on his knee. That's true. Terry Funk, never on his knees. Always, de- you know, yeah. Mance Warner does it. Do- Maybe I should just ask him because he always does. I mean, I know he does. Knee pad up. That's why he's got to do knee pad up, knee pad down. Yeah, I know. So he, I let him slide with that. But Ric Flair, that, I don't think it's like an OCD. I don't know what it is. But they never, I think it it just boggles my mind. Because they never start on his knee. Like, I wouldn't care if they started on his knee. But they never do. They're always right on top I mean, of the they boot. they are. Maybe and he never pulls him up. Maybe it's just the way he lands on stuff. He would rather have them there. I guess, than on but his like, knee. it's just like, hey, there's some archaic rule that like you gotta wear knee pads, and he's like, oh, I hate knee pads. So they just have them just like wherever, like at the bottom of their boot, just hanging out. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And the boot catches them. It just, and he, it's like, you're not. Wrestling in a gym, Ric Flair. You can buy knee pads that fit. Maybe that's what bothers. Like you have money would, that you can. Why buy would he knee waste pads. money on that when he's got fucking robes to buy, limousines? <laughs> Yo, what's his? We forgot. Jets. Okay, how did you like Bobby Rich's robe? What the fuck was his name? Um, his robe he came out with Tommy. Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't as great, but you know, yeah. Wildfire. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 
He should have been Ric Flair's tag partner. Oh, my God. So, the Cage Catcher's on fire. Highlight of the night. Yeah. Also, it has garnishes, I guess you would call it. Spooky garnishes around it. Yeah, it's got, like, plastic tombstones on it. Uh, fake, spider webs. Yeah, fake nooses. Yeah, which come into play. Yeah. Because they tysting, Terry Funk tysting up in a noose mm-hmm. with his leg not hanging him. Which, okay, so freaking Ollie spends forever trying to untie them. Oh my god, it was an ungodly which time. Which proves that it's the dumbest strategy ever because you want the Eliminator to throw the towel in. And if your Eliminator is trying to untie one of his dudes, well, he can't Well, also Terry Funk in. tried to climb the cage at that time. He tried to climb it. Muda tried to climb it. Sting tried. Sting and Muda got to the top. And Muda only uh, sold the electricity once. So you're telling me it wasn't actually no. Well, I don't remember them putting any batteries or anything near it. He sold and it's it. really tough to just electrify the top of it. Huh. I never really thought about that. You couldn't just electrify the top of the cage. No. It was a regular steel cage. Yeah. Well, how'd the shit catch on fire then? I think at one point it was electrified. I don't know. I don't know how it caught on fire. It just did. Maybe a ref set it on fire to be like, ooh, look, see, electricity caught this on fire. I bet they did, and then that was, that was Muda was supposed to blow it out. Yep. Huh. Kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Kayfabe, brother. I will say, though, even with all the weird shit in it, I put this as, like, my second favorite match of the night. It was something. I was really excited when it was Flair and Funk, when I thought it was. Yeah. Because I don't think that they really mentioned Sting and Muda that much in the beginning or I just glazed over it because yeah. I was just like I will say though I was not a fan of the finish because it looked like Gary Hart was never going to throw in the towel he's just like fuck you funk yeah. and then freaking Ole Anderson punches him and the towel flies out of his hand I'm sure funk was not happy about that yeah. oh. so but I mean like I said even looking at it on paper, this was really only like a one-match show. It turned out to be like a two- to three-match show for me. Do you think it needed to be almost three hours long? No. I would have kept it right I at the I swear the, the Z-Man and Mike Rotunda was 20 minutes. <clears throat> I feel like almost every match on that was 20 minutes. A lot of those undercard matches felt 20 minutes. Like, if it was up to me, I would have cut one of those matches and kept it at two and a half hours. Yeah, you could have done that. Because it was, I think, 249 is the run time. Yeah, because yeah, I looked at it quite a bit. Yeah, me too. I did like them uh, uh, that at the end they were plugging the uh, the 900 hotline and they had to have oh. a thing on their set that said this hotline is not Okay, okay, legit. They never said how much that was. No, I don't remember them saying a price. So, okay, normally the 900, when they were advertised, is by the minute. Correct? Yeah. That was 30 minutes long. Yep. Was that a $30, you think? Probably. They never said the price of that. No, they didn't. I bet some parents were so pissed. One for buying Halloween Havoc 89, and then two for their kid calling that 900 number and yeah. listening to the after show. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Because they plugged it quite a bit. They did. They plugged it a lot. Which is good on them for having that. And like I said, I miss JR. I miss good JR. Oh my god. Like, just the fact that he... 
Because if you had current JR on there, do you know how much drooling and shit he would have said about woman? I don't know. Like, or messed up somebody's name. Yeah, or just like phoned it in. Yeah, he's totally phoning it in an AW. Yeah. But do you have any, I don't know, any other thing? Let me check my notes to see if I've missed anything in this hellscape that is Halloween Havoc 1989. I can't think of anything else. Like I said, it's semi-worth just checking out those two, like the main event and the Pillman-Luger match. Um, And it was, to me, like I said, it's one of those things, it was nice to visit 80s wrestling, but I wouldn't want to be there all the time. But after that, you get Starcade 89. Which they did hype the shit out of that. Well, yeah. Like they should have. Let's look. Which I did go back and look. Starcade started in 86. I was thinking maybe it started in 89 for some no, reason. No, like Starcade's weird because they would have, I think they would have different runs. So some of them were on TV, some of them aren't. Yeah. So the card for the. Oh, this one's like super in depth. Shit, I just want, like... <laughs> like, Halloween Havoc on Wikipedia has no storyline. So, you have the Steiner Brothers open against uh, Doom. Okay. You have Lex Luger versus Sting. Okay. You have... Oh, this doesn't make any... There must be, like, a... Is there a tournament going on? This next match... It was the Road Warriors versus Doom again? Okay. Which I don't think... I don't know why... Okay. Ric Flair and Ole Anderson. Again, Ric Flair against the Great Muda. Because I guess to go off of Halloween Havoc. Yeah. So that's not who I would have. Was this two days or something? The sign. This is like G1. Two days stuff. Steiner Brothers was match five against the Road Warriors. Then you have Sting against the Great Muda. The new Wild Samoans against Doom. Lex Luger versus Ric Flair. The new Wild Samoans versus the Steiner Brothers. I know Starcade. Is this? Now I have to look this up. No, this was one day, December 13th in 1989. Oh, Iron Tag... Okay, Iron Man and Iron Tag Team Tournaments. Okay, if I would have read in the beginning. So, it's just the same people... Okay, from where was an Iron Man... Okay. It's an Iron Man tournament that included single Sting, Lex Luger, Ric Flair, The Great Muda... The tag teams were the Road Warriors, Steiner Brothers, New Wild Simones, and Doom. Okay, I mean they did when they were plugging uh, Starcade. They just say it'd be like any other, wouldn't be like any other uh, pay per view wrestling pay per view that had ever gone on. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, Terry Terry Funk was there, but he was on screen. So. I mean, he was in very good shape. I don't know why he was not in the Iron Man tournament. Maybe he had other stuff to do. Like, I guess a movie or something. I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, Terry Funk 89. I just, 
like a Terry Funk. He like Starcade was a pay per view you had never seen before. Terry Funk '89 was a Terry Funk I've never seen before. <laughs> Do you have any other thing? No, like I've said all I need. Like I said, just if you want to watch it, just check out the main event and Pillman and Luger. And then if you have extra time, Cuban Assassin versus Tommy Rich. The Steiner Brothers, though. It versus Doom? So for some weird reason, it did not grip me as much as Tommy Rich versus the Cuban <laughs> Assassin. I'm going to have to go back I and watch. I don't know what it I'm was. I'm going to have to go back and watch that one because I guess maybe it coming. Okay. I will say the matches, the way they had it was very weird to me because the Steiner Brothers and Doom were so good to me. Mm-hmm. To have it so early on the card, and then I think it needed to be one something needed to be lower because following the Z Man and Captain Rotunda burned me out of the whole friggin' thing. Yeah. So maybe even if they put Signers in Doom, I might not even care because that felt like it was twenty minutes of my life. Yeah. The Z Man did his work. Put me to sleep. Put the Z's up over my head. But I have to call him Mike Zink because one of the ladies call him the Z-Man. Good God. Jeff Ross told me that. I know. Well, this has been our wonderful review of the first Halloween Havoc. If you have something else you want us to review, good or bad, your favorite, your worst pay-per-view, just let us know. And hopefully, and let us know your thoughts on 1989 Halloween Havoc. Did we miss something? Is there something? The is are, am I? Are our top three matches not what the top three matches should really be from this? Is Tommy Rich the wildfire he is and setting the wrestling scene on fire? And I just don't realize it. Maybe. And is somebody definitely wrong about the Snyder Brothers versus Doom? Probably so. But. You know, that's Halloween Havoc for you, baby. Did the Cuban assassin help kill Bruiser Brody? No, he was in Puerto Rico, but he wasn't near any of that. Oh, okay. All right, so listen to our regular episodes. Like I said, tell us if you want more of this, less of it. Like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. More Halloween Havocs, all the Halloween Havocs. We might we might review Halloween Havoc 96. We might as well just 90. See what next year has. Just keep going Let's on. Let's get out of the NWA-WCW partnership. And I swear Halloween Havoc 96 is the best one. It's the one they talk about? Yeah. Okay. All right. Later, Gators. <laughs>